to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to what usually is on a Thursday, today, Wednesday night, all about Lady Aguilas. We're going to be talking and previewing the big matchup, the Clásico Capitolino, that's going to be happening tomorrow against uh, Pumas. And of course, joining me, as always, is my co-host. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are you, my friend? Um, doing good. Um, finished watching not too long ago the United States women's national team game versus Argentina. Um, it was a goal fest. That's all I'll say. But I'm pretty excited to be talking everything Lady Aguilas again. Uh, well, yeah, I, I I didn't see the game, but I saw most of the highlights on Twitter. All I'm saying is, uh, they still look like the team to beat. So <laughs> it, it should be interesting. So we'll uh, we'll 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 we'll, we'll talk more. Uh, national team uh, ahead later on in the episode we'll, we'll recap a little bit of what we saw from our ladies but joining us today aj is the league i make feminine expert it's a very good friend of ours someone who's been on the podcast before and we're very excited to have him back it is none other than mr eugene rapinski eugene how are you my friend doing wonderful thanks for having me on it's a pleasure as always to to, to talk Oh no! It's always a pleasure to have you. It's always a pleasure to have you come on the show and and give us a bit of knowledge, especially now with your expertise with Pumas. It should be an interesting one. We're excited to talk the Clásico Capitolino. Um, obviously Pumas coming in, into this one a little bit better than we are, but we're hopeful that the international break, uh, you know, gives us a little bit of a leeway in that respect. Uh, but before we jump into this Clásico, uh, I, I do want to maybe recap a little bit of what happened in the international break. I know we had a couple of players, AJ, that played uh, their part against Costa Rica, not just on Saturday, but on Monday as well. Um, and Eugene, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, did Pumas have any players that uh, featured or not? They did. Melanie Videda made her uh, international debut uh, yesterday in, in the second half against Costa Rica. All right. Perfect. Well, gentlemen, you two are the experts at this and you guys are the ones that keep a close eye on the women's national team in regards to uh, everything that's been going on in and around, especially with this new cycle uh, under a new manager. Just quickly, your quick thoughts on the game on Saturday, because that was the one that was actually aired to the public. I know that you guys had to go deep dive into the dark web for Monday's link. Uh, but tell me a little bit more about Monday's matchup. Eugene, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on how you saw the, the ladies play out the game plan um, and, and just your overall thoughts on that victory. For the one on Saturday, you mean? Yes. Yeah, no, I was I was uh, excited to see that. Um, it's It's been a long time since we've seen uh, the, the Mexican national team come together. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen players from Liga Mekis Femenil, from the United States colleges, and uh, from Europe come in as well. And and to see how everybody kind of fit together, uh, how they looked, um, you know, I, I, I kind of likened it to being, the, you know, the first day of school, right? Like everybody was trying to feel each other out and see who the new kids are. And, um, um, it was exciting. It was fun. And, and you know, what could be better? Mexico won. So. No, yeah, definitely. And it was at the Estadio Azteca. And oh, call me a sucker. Yeah, call me a sucker. But I love to see the Estadio Azteca in broad daylight. There's something about it that just gives it a much more majestic feel to it. No lie. I got chills when I was watching 
the players uh, standing in the middle of the Estadio Azteca when the national anthem was playing. And I'm not even Mexican. That's that's amazing. <laughs> like, it was just such a powerful moment to see, you know, th- this is like a new birth of a new era and, and, and having it there at, you know, one of the world's temples of, of the game is just, you know, in- indescribable. I'm so happy for the program. I'm so happy for the players. I'm so happy for everybody involved. No, yeah, definitely. It was one of those moments where you kind of take a step back and you realize, you know, the the, the true meaning behind all of it. And you kind of just, it, it takes your breath away. Like you mentioned, Eugene, you know, it's something really, really amazing. Although I would say it would have looked a lot better if, uh, if all the Cruz Azul propaganda wasn't, you know, slapped everywhere, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. but, uh... <laughs> I mean, it, it, maybe if, if Cruz Azul had had a player in there, it would have been something. And I, I mean, I know that they had the game yeah. later that night, but. They did. That's that's the only reason why <laughs> they had to set up early. I don't know why they couldn't set up afterwards, but you know what? Hey, um, obviously I'm not the one in charge. But uh, AJ, talk to me a little bit about this game. What are your overall thoughts about um, you know the game? How you saw the the, the team play? I know we had a, a FaceTime call with uh, with with Dylan in in between the and around halftime. So I got to hear some of your thoughts there. But I, I thought you had some really good valid points. So I'd let you just speak your mind in regards to Saturday's game. Um, it's a really good start for the Mexico women's national team. Um, when I just look at the score, I was like, okay, the Regia teams are still dominating. Rebecca Bernal, Kathy Martinez, and Sefi Mayor, they're scoring. I'm like, okay, seems like nothing out of the ordinary for these women. Um, an interesting fact that I did find out, 19 of these players that got called to the Mexico women's national team, all of them are coming from the Liga Mexico Feminine. The other six, it's either from Europe, from the United States, and college, which is just bonkers. That's great because the whole point of this entire league in the first place, it's to improve the Mexico women's national team. And look what they did on Saturday. It's great. The first 20 minutes, though, it was a bit scary because, you know, it's been a while since this team played. The last they played was March 11th for that Cypress Cup. So they got to get some time getting accustomed to. But I feel like once Bernada scored, I feel like the floodgates open for this team at this point, And they took complete... Um, moments in this entire match, really. That clustering did have a couple chances, but no, it just seems like after that first goal, they look clueless. They did not know what to do, especially when you bench arguably your best player, Raquel Rodriguez. At that point, it's like that's kind of my pain. That's disrespectful. I'm like, okay, you get your whatever the happens to this team, they deserve it wholeheartedly. But yeah, no, this team overall, they played really well. We got to see. A bunch of players from the MX team make their debuts um, for this team. Some old, old familiar faces, some new faces. And on all, they seem to be having the time of their lives, really. And I'm looking at the roster as well. It's very stacked. And it just amazes to see what Monica Vergara can do with this team in upcoming matches for the Mexico women's national team. It was a really fun game to watch. Is that the Estadio Azteca? What would have been better, though, if COVID was not a thing? We had all those fans filling those seats out to get to see this women's team play back at their home ground. No, yeah, you're right. I think that that definitely would have been the much, much better uh, scenario there. But unfortunately, it's the times we live in. But I will say this, though. I was very impressed with this national team. They were very direct in the way they were playing. Um, they There was moments in times where you're just like, you know, you just expected a goal. You know, and it was unfortunate whenever they didn't score. But I, I will say I was very impressed. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, the, the 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 Regia players again coming and stepping up big and, and and showing that they are still, you know, 
the players to be. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun all around uh, because you get to take a minute to step away from kind of, you know, your, your, your club mentality and you focus on the whole national level. And I, I will say this though, if, if that is the A team, I think we're in very, very good hands. Um, so let's talk a little bit though about uh, Monday. I know there was more of a nil nil match right there. Uh, we did get to see some of the players that didn't get minutes on Saturday. They featured in this one. Um, gentlemen, you guys were the ones in charge of finding the drone that was flying over to make sure that you guys could see uh, <laughs> you guys could see this matchup. But uh, tell me, I mean, is there is there something we can take away from this game on Monday, Eugene? Um, you know, I think I think it was less of seeing what the full squad could do like uh the first game and more of just getting some minutes and experience for some of the other players right um you know like you, you, we all kind of know what Gaddy Martinez can do we all kind of know what Stephanie Mayor can do uh you know not just for the club level but at the international stage as well and i think the second game was more to get a read on what some of the other players could do what could they bring to the table what could they do against uh, you know an international uh, opponent like Costa Rica you know one that is about on the same level as Mexico from the last time you know both teams were having um having regular games and regular tournaments to play. Um, so I think that was pretty much the goal of that. And I think it was good. And I, and I, I liked what I saw from those players. You could tell they were nervous. You could tell some of them were, were off their game and, and, and missed some easy passes and, and maybe had some shots that, that they could have framed better or whatever. But, uh, you know, that's why you play friendlies, you know, uh, Christopher Cuellar, if you're listening, that's why you play friendly. So you can have <laughs> these players get some experience, get some minutes when it doesn't count so that when they go up against the United States or Canada or any of our other regional opponents, they're not nervous on top of having to face the United States or Canada or any of these teams. So I, I liked it. You know, it wasn't perfect, but it was it was a good learning experience for all involved. I, I no, I I think you're right. That's the one thing you have to take away from this is you know getting minutes under these ladies' belts, and I think we you hit it perfectly. I think this match was more of let's see what they can do on an individual basis rather than on a team collective basis, um, and so you know I would imagine that uh, hopefully the the ladies continue to have international friendlies like this, and we get to you know weave our way into finding that core group that is going to potentially you know lead us into a World Cup. And we'll, we'll we'll see how that advances. But promising signs for Mexico. I will say this: promising signs for Mexico at the helm. Um, so yeah. But uh, AJ, talk to me a little bit about our ladies that featured in this one, because we had three involved in the match on Saturday uh, and one on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, the ladies playing for Mexico were Monse Hernandez, Dani Espinosa, and Jocelyn Orejel. I know that we mostly saw Dani and Jocelyn in the first matchup. Just kind of your takeaways from all these players. Um, it's been a while since they last get called up. Um, Daniel Espinosa still playing the position as a right midfielder. We see some flashes of good from her, but it just seems like um on um Saturday's game, she was a bit off. Like just the touches just weren't there. Some of the passes were just mm, not the greatest. But hey, like I mentioned, it's been a long time since the ladies have played. Um, she's been she's been all right at America Feminine. I feel like this is a time where you know gain that call up to the national team. That's good. Get some motivations. Get a confidence. But I'm thinking that one, 
not the greatest game she had, but she got minutes. Um, Justin Rahim really saw it throughout that entire game on Saturday. Really, like I said, through the first 20 minutes that Costa Rica had for their opportunities, they were pretty quiet for the most part. Justin did everything to her ability as she can to defend the Costa Rican players, get the balls out of the um pitch, slide out, whatever she's got to do. They good job. And Monte Hernandez, as we usually see what she does best, it's running up that left wing, challenging whoever she needs to um take on, do her crosses, and hope that she finds one. Balls are crossing to connect, just don't get really finished, which, I mean, it happens from time to time. Sometimes you score, sometimes you don't. But all in all, they look pretty solid um, throughout the two games um, against Costa Rica, so good things to see from them. Definitely good things, good things overall. And I think we mentioned, though, especially with the thing about Dani, is that, you know, she's been in a bit of a slump ever since that playoff run against Monterrey. And we thought this could be the the, the ignition to spark her back into her best form. But you did mention it. I think we saw some more worrisome signs that the fact that she wasn't 100% there, even in the women's national team, whether it's the position that she was playing, maybe she feels more comfortable in the center of the pitch. Um I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, you know, like we like we said, we need the best of Danny right now, and we're coming to the point of the season where, uh, look, we have Pumas now, and and the the opponents are just going to get much more tougher as the as the year advances. So we need that player to be uh, at a hundred percent, and hopefully, this international break did her well. She was able to maybe you know uh, get herself maybe more. Uh, situated with her situation and now she feels like she can come back at 110 percent for america because um, like i mentioned we need her we definitely do need her um but all right gentlemen uh anything else you guys want to add on in regards to the mexican women's national team before we jump ships here i think the only thing is to keep an eye out for i think there's an international break coming up in april if i'm not mistaken so hopefully we'll hear something soon for something being planned for then i'm I'm hopeful i you know i don't have any insider information not saying that something will happen but i'm very hopeful that something will happen which would be good it should be good because it's it's nice to have a little week off you know (laughs) okay it's not for that reason (laughs) but no it, it would be nice to see because i think um you know could could bring an opportunity we could see uh, much more new faces and i think that's exactly what we want to see you know so again very good stuff from uh the, the the women's mexican national team and hopefully we continue to see a lot more great stuff along the way but all right gentlemen let's move on into the next segment we're here to talk about the game we're here to preview america versus pumas the classico capitolino before we do so I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check Foot Cult out at footcult.com. Follow them on Twitter, follow them on Instagram, and make sure you guys use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off all Foot Cult products. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Foot Cult, for today's episode. All right, gentlemen, the big match is coming up tomorrow, Thursday, 1.45 p.m. Pacific, Pacific time. Uh, 3.45 Central and then 4.45 Eastern Standard Time. So kind of an odd kickoff time, especially since we're playing at the Cancha Centenario. Um, it's always odd that we start off at 45 and not actually on like, you know, a specific even five. time. Yeah, like five would have been more reasonable. I don't know why <laughs> they need to be 15 minutes earlier. Um Maybe it's because of you know they're playing right next to the to the eagle and the eagle is like very much like no I need my fifteen minutes afterwards. <laughs> um, 
but uh, look, it's 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 obviously painted as one of the matches to watch for this jornada, and rightfully so, right? It's the Clásico Capitolino. We've seen some uh, you know previous iterations where you know maybe sometimes they haven't been the best of games, but they've always had a spark to them. And I will say this: uh, America is in dire need of maybe getting that little espinita out of them from last season's match when we were so close to getting something out of this game. But unfortunately, it took an amazing goal from Pumas to level it up. But it was a little bit of a defensive mistake because it could have been a lot of better marking. Um, obviously, I think this matchup is going to be completely different to what we saw last season uh, in Seoul. I think this this is a whole different America side. And unfortunately, AJ, it's not in a better terms, right? We've been struggling at home even. And it's going to be interesting to see how Leo is going to try to maybe line himself up against a very good Puma side. Let's face it. They've had a very good run and they've had a very good season up to this date. Um, they have some very good players. I think they've reinforced themselves very well. And we'll talk about a specific player that we think we definitely need to be on the lookout. But... Uh, your thoughts in general as to how Leo Coyard will plant his team in regards to this game tomorrow. Um, so for starting lineups, while I got things going, I'm going to have Natalia Cunha as our starting goalkeeper. Back force will be consists of Jimena Rios, Jocelyn Rojel, Janile Farias, and Monica Rodriguez. Our midfielders will be consists of Monse Hernandez, Jennifer Munoz, Eva Gonzalez, Diana Garcia. And our two forwards up front is going to be Daniela Flores and Daniela Espinosa. So the two Dannys up top, I think that's a very good, promising start on 11. Eugene, how do you see Pumas coming into this one? They obviously know that they have, you know, the momentum going for them. They have the ability to kind of, you know, uh, make more of an upset in Coapa than they already did last time. So how do you think Pumas is coming into this one? Well, Pumas has been very reliant on their defense. Um, So I think, you you know, they're not going to change much. I mean, they are super leader right now. Um, I, I wouldn't expect any big, um, you know, overhauls, any big surprises as far as like lineups go. Um, you know, the defense is really what has set them apart this season. Um, they've allowed one goal in seven games, one goal. So, um, you know, that's that's been the key really to their success. Um, they were, they were always defensive minded in the past, uh, but this year it's clicking, which is giving their offense more time to, to set up and, and get something going because they, they have that confidence knowing that, you know, they're not going to let in a dumb goal um, that they're going to have the ability to um, either get a zero, zero draw or, or score. And I think that's important. And I think we've manifested on this podcast many times that, you know, defense wins you championships. And I think Pumas has definitely kind of, you know, inserted that. Although, unfortunately, AJ, we do not seem to have a very good defense or a very good offense in this one. But I think things can change. And I think we mentioned that last week against Querétaro, it had to be a pivotal point in the season to then start looking kind of you know, into the future with a much more brighter perspective as to if we didn't walk away with the three points, things maybe still would have been a little bit worrisome after the international break. How do you think America will do in regards to tactically speaking, try to break down Puma's defensive wall that has been just a complete unit this season? You know, you just mentioned one goal in the last seven games just allowed is phenomenal. I mean, it's mind blowing to to be honest. Um, and you know that they're going to set themselves up pretty well. We have players that are capable of breaking that defense, but will they show up on the day is the question. Yeah, no, and the interesting fact to that one goal conceded, 
that was because I, they didn't have their best goalie. That was me and Maguire playing in that. So who we're going to be playing as is Manny Villera, who in those other six games, she's not conceded a single goal at all. And consider she's going to be the one in command to tell her defense what exactly to do. That's the scary thing. But I feel what Medic is going to need to do, the wingers need to be on point in this game. Monse Hernandez, we know how she is. This is the time where if you want to see a lot of crosses happen, that's the case. Because I feel like Daniela Flores and Daniela Espinosa, they're definitely capable of getting into their hair and heading um, the ball right in. I feel like especially with their aggression on the pitch, you've seen Daniela Flores at times, she likes to get a bit scrappy. If she needs to do that against the defenders, and so be it. Maybe a tug or maybe a little elbow as long as she doesn't get the foul, obviously. <laughs> so he goes to Daniela Espinosa. It's a thing she needs to use her pace. Try to find that open space right for her to get a through ball across whatever this case may be, because she wants to separate herself from the defenders, because these defenders know well what Daniela Espinosa is capable of and how deadly she could be if she's left all by herself. So she's going to need to get herself away, isolate herself from the defenders. If she's able to do that and get on one-on-one with Mene Vieda, I could then say she has a chance of scoring a goal. The same with Ana Garcia. She's shown a lot of promise. She is looking to be the one that's fine to be our right winger that we've been desperately looking for since the very start of um, the Liga Mexico Femini. We've always figured and constantly experimented who are right wingers to me, and Diana Garcia is one of them. She's got the experience playing in college over there in Mexico, and she shows signs of promise. She's got it feels like she's like another Monte pretty much, just able to take on defenders and cross the ball. So in this game, really, it's the wingers and forwards that got to do everything to the best of their ability to break this Pumas defense and finally allow Pumas to concede their second goal or who knows, maybe three or four goals this season. But I think that's that's a lot for me to say. So if it's one goal, yeah, you're going to hit it yourself. You're I will take it happily. If it's one goal, <laughs> I'm with that. Look, I, I think you're right, though. You, I think you make a very good point that, you know, this America side needs to be as clinical as they can be with the chances presented to them. I will say this, though. I, I think I, I think this game might just come down to that midfield. I, I'm looking at Evan. I'm looking at Jen. These are two players that have a rocket of a shot and that know how to place the ball in the back of the net from 30 yards out. And I think that's going to be crucial because if you can't break this defense down on those one-on-ones and you can't really get those chances inside the box, then I think you're just left to kind of resorting to those, you know, worldly shots outside the box and you know these are two players that are very much capable of doing so so i'm excited to see if whether or not you know they're going to step up to the plate and you know maybe score a goal from a long long range distance which is not going to be an easy thing to do because you know the goalkeeper is definitely on fire and so we'll we'll see what happens but eugene um you know what what do you think pumas has to their advantage in this game what do you think you know besides momentum of course well, yeah, I mean, they have momentum. They've got uh, Melanie Villeda, uh, like AJ uh, you know, mentioned. She's been lights out this season. Six games, zero goals conceded. Um, she had her 60th league appearance uh, last time out, and she's 19. She's just, you know, somebody who's who has gotten better season over season over season, and, and really sometimes game over game you can see just getting that much better. Um, so she's going to be a, a, a key player um, coming back full of confidence. But I think another thing you have to worry about with Pumas is the, th- they score by committee, right? So they're not like, uh, they don't have an Allison Gonzalez. They don't have, um, you know, a Caddy Martinez 
uh, that one person you have to kind of look out for and say, okay, that's who's going to beat us. We need to shut them down. Uh, you know, they're, they, they have, uh, I think five or six players who have two goals and that's like the, their leading scorers so far this season. Um, how do you, how do you stop that? How do you stop five or six different players who could score? Right. Um, that's going to be a, a huge, huge challenge for America. Um, not only to try and break down, uh, the Pumas defense, um, but to figure out where the goals are going to come from, where the, where the goals are going to try and come from, uh, from, from Pumas. Um, I, I think that's something that they, the Pumas has exploited and will continue to exploit just keeping, uh, keeping their opponents off, off of balance and, and not knowing where, you know, who's going to be getting the ball, who's, who is going to be expected to, to kind of put the ball in the net at the end of the day. No, I agree with you. And I think Leo Cuellar might just pull off a Diego Simone and we might see six defenders, you know, oh. you just, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, something, something I, I was also kind of thinking about too, was I think this game is really going to be decided by set pieces. Um, mm-hmm. I think if America is going to score, it's going to be off of a set piece or like AJ said, some 30 yard blast from Jen Munoz or something like that. Um, and I think for Pumas, if, I think they're going to try and get a set piece early. And if they score early, I, I mean, I mean, this with yeah. all the respect in the world, you guys are done. I mean, that's <laughs> part of the bus. Uh, it's going to so, be a- yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're, they've been so good at not conceding goals. I mean, that's how they won their last game. They, they, they got a goal in the fifth minute and said, okay, well, you know, time to, time to pack done up. Here. <laughs> uh, that's it. The job is done. Dude, just sit back. And relax pretty much throughout the entire match. And you know what? It's it's it may be not so fun for for us at home watching. Um, but you know, for for Pumas fans, we we certainly like uh what what it looks like when the the, the referee blows the final whistle. So you know, whatever <laughs> works. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Um, it, it'll be an interesting game, nonetheless. I I think you're right though. Um, set pieces will be crucial, and AJ, I think um. If we do get a set piece, I think you have uh, definitely have given this person very much praises for her set pieces. It's uh, Farias. I think she can, you know, mm-hmm. put in a pass. And I think if we can get maybe Jocelyn at the end of that, or maybe oh, one of the Dannys, um, it, it, it could be it could be something promising. So I, obviously, a lot of avenues to explore in this game. It's not to say that you know it's it's only one way, and that's the only way that they're going to win. I think there's very many much variables that can come into um into play in tomorrow's matchup. But I will say this though, I am excited to see, and hopefully I will be able to see because it's well. I'm working, so I'm gonna have to sneak in my 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 broadcast somehow. But um, I am curious to see how America plays this game because, regardless of everything that's been going on in and around that squad and the form that they've been and and you know the ups and the downs in in the play, I think this game has a certain different tone than any other game so far because it's a classical because it means so much because of you know the rivalry between the institutions and I think you know the majority of some of these ladies were part of that team that ended up getting just a draw away in uh over there in Seoul so I think that deep down inside they I would feel have a kind of this urgency to go out there and you know play to the fullest and and go out there grab the three points um and and just really you know 
win it for themselves and for the confidence that it could do for them. So I think it, uh, it, it, it'd be interesting to see how they come out. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what do you think, AJ? Um, yeah, no, like everything that you've listed above, it's a classical, it's a tough opponent. And when the going gets tough, it gets tougher because the next upcoming games for America Femini, it's not going to be easy. When I look into the schedule, I'm thinking we should be fine. We should be picking up three points left and right. I then look at the table, all the teams that were not doing so hot last season, they're up there. And I'm like, excuse me, how? Okay. That kind of gives me worries, goosebumps and all that. So I'm like, okay, this is a time where if we could defeat Pumas, we're gaining more confidence. We're building more of it up. We could see that momentum going. We defeated a tougher point in Querétaro, which is good. Now I want to do this against Pumas next. Remember, the last time we played, we were leading. And then a silly defensive mistake cost us that entire match. And the image I have stuck in my head was Cascuevas yelling at Zuma Hernandez saying, how did you not, like, why did you go up front? It's like at this point, she's like, I'm going to shove you to stop the ball if you don't do that. But no, it's this game, it's going to be fun. It's a Clásico, and I love Clásicos every time. You can never go wrong with a Clásico in the Liga MX Femini. It's so fun, especially how intense that these players get, and they will get in this, into a, a little scrap if the moment is given at that point, and it's happened. We won't have a certain player that usually likes to start um, fights like that, like Marlene Campa, because she's in Pumas now. So... Well, I'm glad you bring her up. Let's talk about the elephant in the room here. Eugene, they talk. They say that obviously the law of the X is that most likely Marlene Campa is set to score against us. Give me your intake on her and what she's brought into Puma so far this season, because, you know, she's one of those, you know, few people that have gotten a goal here and there and maybe is an avenue for Pumas to get a goal uh, tomorrow as well. Yeah, no, for sure. She is, uh, you know, again, one of the players that I mentioned uh, that co-leads the team with two goals um <laughs> uh she hasn't really played much though uh she's only gotten 125 minutes out of uh five appearance uh, uh sorry appearances um you know but i think she could be an x factor for this game um you know w- what better motivation um to impress your coach than going out and you know hanging a couple on the team that let you go in the off season. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, maybe that's something that Ileana Davila can use to her advantage and to the advantage of, of Fumas. Um, you know, has, ha- has, have we seen anything so far that, that says that she's going to come out and, li- uh, you know, light everything on fire? I, I, not necessarily. Um, but, you know, it, again, it's a classico. You know, we've been sitting here talking about how good the defense is and watch it be a 5-4 game or something. <laughs> I mean, it's a classico. These things happen, you know? No, I, I completely agree with you, Eugene. It, it's up in the air, and I think we've mentioned it before. It's just like you have to throw a little bit of everything out the window when it comes to these type of games because form, all that stuff doesn't matter. It's really just heart and passion and who just wants it the more at the end of the day. Uh, and we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but. You know, Eugene brings up a good point. You know, AJ, I, I think uh, Marlene Campos is going to come out with a bit of fire. She she obviously wasn't the happiest of persons when Coyar let her go mm-hmm. in the offseason. So I we know that she has a little bit of vengeance in her. And so we can expect 
a Marlene Kappa to come out guns blazing. And, you know, she knows this team very well. She knows these players very well. Um, and, you know, I'm, she, I would imagine she knows how to get under their skin as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what she's capable of doing tomorrow. Yeah, no, because here's the thing, and it still annoys us to this day. So many people were trashing Gampa for playing bad. I'm like, pop quiz, what position did she play when she first started out at Mega? The same midfielder, I'm like, no, you're wrong. She plays a forward. She played seven games and had five goals. Clearly, she was good in that position, but then Cuellar is like, what if I put you in midfield and you just don't do nothing? I'm going to do that. And look how the stats look. She was not happy. I mean, she could play midfielder from what it looked like, but I just feel like she's clearly not happy. And look at that. And what? 125 minutes. She's got two goals. And I'm like, she's almost, I think, half, half the goals she scored last season. And that's ridiculous. And less time played. So... At this point, like, I'm actually worried because the later X rule, it's going to happen. As soon as she says on that pitch, I'm like, images that precede unfortunate events. Context, she ends up scoring against her former team. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, Eugene's loving all of this because it just means an, an or it just means an early goal for Pumas, and it just means we have a mountain to climb all over. And we don't know who's gonna score because this team has like so many players. Like it's not like a like you like Eugene mentioned. It's not like a thing where it's like get the ball to Allison, she'll do everything. You'll get the ball to Gatti. It's like any one of these players could show up at any single point in the game and score, and they will sit back and they're not gonna move at all, and they will frustrate you to no end unless they get on the counterattack. So that's something else I have to watch out for. I just think of Marlene Campa, who cannot frustrate me anymore. And there's ex-America feminine players too. There's Edna Santa Maria, who she's having the time of her life in Pumas right now because now she finally has a team that can help her out on the offense and defense. Marlene Diaz, you know what happens if she gets a free kick. Like, think of her as like the MIE Aguilera back when he was consistent. Like, if she gets a free kick, it's like it's going in. You can't stop her. If it's a penalty, that's it. You're not stopping it. And um, just, yeah, no. This is going to be a fun game at the same time. I'm kind of worried just because of how many like players that Pumas have that could just score at any given moment in time. The one thing I am worried more about, and it's obviously you know Pumas has some very good players uh, that are going to be at t- their disposal. But, you know, if we take a... A trip back to that last game. Mm-hmm. Macerelli was the reason we were in it for as long as we oh, were. Let's no be doubt honest. About it. Um, no and, doubt about it. And look, it's not discredited to Acuna. I think she's had maybe a, a decent season so far. I don't think she's had the best of season. There's still moments in time where I think she's a little nervous. She's still growing. She's still adapting to this. Um, and so I think that this is a big ask for her. But... These are the games that he does. These are the moments where you grow as a player. Either step up to the plate or you don't. And so I, I'm hopeful that Acuna, because it, it, it all fingers point that Acuna will be the starting goalkeeper tomorrow, that she's going to come out and she's going to say, all right, I'm going to go toe-to-toe with you, you, and you. Like, I'm going to be this defensive wall that you guys cannot get past me. Um, and look, as a goalkeeper myself, I know the most important thing is getting that first save down uh down once you get that first save then all those nerves kind of settle in and then you're just going about it and 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 trying to go and play your game 
So it will be interesting to see. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to be a goalkeeper battle. I, um, I obviously must have the better upper hand in this one, but it's not to say that uh, Natalia Cunha can't uh, do a, a very good job and keep us into this one. Um, and we mentioned defense uh, on, on their end, it looks rock solid. Ours hasn't really, but you're looking at players like Farias and Jocelyn Orejel to really command that center and be like, our own little version of a wall, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who plays out on, on the fullback positions, but I think it's a safe bet to know that Jocelyn and, uh, and, and Janelli Farias will definitely be the players to kind of, you know, command the center. And uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll definitely have to wait and see, but it's, it, it promises to be a very good game. Eugene said five, four. We'll see if it comes to fruition. I wish. But the pens winning. <laughs> who's winning yeah, is the question. I don't, I don't want four. five four. No matter who's winning, I, <laughs> yeah, make it like no. that Rayadas and FC Juarez game because oh, that man. game was crazy. We'll, we'll all just be mainlining Tums, man. No, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no. But it, it overall, I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. Um, and, and you know, both teams are definitely going to bring it. I mean, we can't, you know, we can't oversell. We, we have to tell you guys the truth. It's a classical, and they go one of two ways: the the five fours, or sometimes the scrappy one zeros. And but either way, um, we promise you guys that there will be moments in this match where you're just gonna be like, "Oh my gosh!" And so those are the moments we live for, and uh, we'll have to wait and see. But Eugene, for you, who is the player that needs to stand out for Pumas in order to get the three points tomorrow? Who? The standout player uh, for me to get the three points, man, I guess I have to go with Melanie Vigeta. Um, I mean, she's really been the, the rock uh, back there and, and really has papered over some of the few mistakes that the defense has made. Um, and I think she just gives them such a confidence uh, having her back there. I mean, you know, you guys know when you have a goalkeeper like her, um, uh, you, you know, like Mascherelli too, um, back there, you, you just have that mentality that, you know, you're going to be fine. You can, you can, not, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, a, a dumb goal getting through or something like that. And I think that that's going to really give, um, Pumas, Pumas an, an edge, at least uh, at first, uh, in, you know, the kind of mental aspect of the game. Okay. Interesting. I like it. I like it. I always like it when they, when the, when the player to watch is the goalkeeper. It's always fun. Um, AJ, who is your player to look out for in America in order for us to get all three points? I'm going to go with Daniela Flores. Blue. She's been having a good season, I'd say, in my opinion, so far from the looks of her, from the games that she starts or whenever she um goes off as a substitute. She looks really solid. It feels like she's probably that true number nine that America has been looking. Yes, we had the Yes, we know some. It's one of those things like, she's not really a true number nine. I just feels like she's there. If the ball is given to her, she'll finish the job off. But if needed, she needs to assist a teammate or to create a play by herself and then get and then pass the ball onto another teammate. She can glide doing it. I feel like Daniela Flores, with the opportunity she's been given, she takes those, she takes those opportunities that she can get. Smart shot selections. The aggression I like in a four, which is what, what you like to see. Even for someone just at her height, she just shows that she's got that she's got that aggression you want in a forward. She just shrug defenders off. If she needs to get the ball away from a defender, she will gladly do so in any possible way you can think of that is allowed in the rule of football. 
that does not get her a red card or ejected, anything like that. But just, no, I feel like this is the time where if she can get herself another goal um, uh, this season, I feel like things are going are gonna to start um, going to her. I feel like the floodgates are going to open right for her. She will start scoring goals alongside with Daniela Espinosa. And she has someone that knows how to score goals. And she could teach her everything that there is to do so. Definitely. I think the the one advantage she has is that blue hair of hers. Like, like it's so like, like, because look, as a defender, you're trained to like, you know, keep a mark out, but it's so easy. Like you can just spot that blue hair as a defender, but then she could be smart about it and be like, I'm going to make a run and maybe clear an avenue and they'll just (laughs) chase her because of the blue hair. And so, um, I think that is something that she uses to her advantage, but no, yeah, definitely someone to look out for. And hopefully someone that will be, uh, running the headlines tomorrow will be, uh, Danny Flo. Um, I'll have to wait and see. For me, though, I'm going with Eva Gonzalez. I think she is going to be detrimental tomorrow. Um, not only what she brings to the defense, but also in, in the offense. We've seen her this season already save our bacon more than just once uh, with, with, with those long-range shots. And so, you know, I'm interested to see what she's capable of doing. Um, I think a lot of the responsibility of that midfield uh, you know, falls down on her uh, and she's really grown into that. And and so I, I think she's taking that responsibility and she's owning it. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not she's capable of, uh, you know, scoring not just a goal, but also maybe private, providing an assist, maybe starting up the play, um, you know, plugging up those, you know, gaps in, in, in the defense from time to time. So it'll be interesting. And um, I mean, all we can say is just make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. It's going to be a fun one. Definitely. But don't think that you're going to be able to watch it on TV because unfortunately you won't. But it doesn't mean you have to scour the deep dark web for a link because it doesn't mean either. This match will be broadcasted via YouTube and Facebook from Club America Family's official account. Um, so all Pumas fans can jump over there as well and, you know, watch that game easily. Not having to worry about, uh, you know, one connection. Please, oh yes, not please. be like oh, what yes, happened please. last time against Leon. Please, no, oh, that they God. end up taking like the first half was just laggy. It was bad, but then in the second half, it took them a good maybe twenty minutes to like, oh shoot, we didn't put the second half up. Okay, and then they took it right down like seven minutes later because they couldn't <laughs> get things going. I'm like, oh my God. I woke I'm up on a you, Sunday. From yeah, I, I'm glad you brought this up, AJ. Please, oh my God, please. If anyone from the club is listening right now, please do not. Do not have the same broadcast, people. Do not have the same... Uh, who, who's even commentating? Like It was some guy, but I feel like he was so stressed out because of the responsibility he held on having to maybe memorize all the players' names and all that stuff. You got to commentate play-by-play because I think the other person that was there was just a woman, but she was just only calling out the substitute. So please just get two more people there to accompany the man so he's not so stressed out. And just make sure everything's connected to the Wi-Fi. Like, make sure the yes. router's there. There's no electronics right in front of it. Please. I beg. No. Don't start it in the twenty fifth minute, like like the uh, like the second Mexico oh, game. Oh, that was cold. Oh, <laughs> that riot. was brutal. That was that a was... wonderful time. Everyone was just throwing <laughs> out memes left and right, uh, like, and the line the lineup because three five minutes before the game st- um was about to start, they threw in the lineups. And I was like, <laughs> okay, and then um they have uh, uh, Alina. She was like, there's a there will be a stream. It was like one hour before. Hey, there was a stream. I'm happy. 
but then we have to wait 25 minutes because they were because there's say technical difficulties. I'm like, please don't play on my feelings. Please oh, don't. Oh god. And, Look, when they, anyone... and when they came live, it went straight to the hydration break. Like... <laughs> Perfect time. Break. <laughs> Take a break. Good. Uh, well, I think America Family knows exactly what not to do. And I think we reiterated this last time when we were recapping that Leon match. Uh, definitely do not make those same mistakes. Uh, and look, if anyone knows about technical difficulties, it's us here on the Eagle Eye Podcast. But learn from your mistakes. And uh, look, we, we said it, AJ. If they need two guys, two people to just go and commentate tomorrow's game, I'm more than happy to call off sick. So, uh, you know. Uh, I'm more than be happy to do play by play. So, America, if you if you're looking for someone, let us know. But hopefully, fingers crossed that this stream is gonna be maybe the today and one that they're just gonna be you know copying and pasting over onto the uh, um, onto the stream for Facebook and uh, YouTube. But now that you mentioned that, AJ, maybe not. So now I'm a little bit more worried. Um, um, I mean, besides the Liga Mackey's family need um, the community themselves. They do not want to hear this one man's certain <laughs> voice because if a certain player with the oh, last yes. name Gutierrez that is an outfield player, I have to hear that chant and it's going to be pain because I don't yes. want to hear that. We've gotten, what, what is it, like three years of that Hana chant already? Something like that. Something like that because I'm going <laughs> to admit I was never able to watch a lot of the American Family games because this is not the time I was in high school pretty much or in college where I had those midday classes and these games happen during midday. So if that's the case, I feel sorry for everyone who had to go on through the end and hear that chant so many times. Uh, well, we'll, uh, well, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens tomorrow, but make sure you guys tune in. What, like I mentioned, one forty-five PM Pacific standard time. Uh, that is also going to be 3 p.m., 3.45 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, excuse me. And then, of course, uh, 4.45 Eastern Standard Time. It's so much more difficult when there's like a 45 thrown in there, right? It's like it's, it's, it's just <laughs> makes the math just that much more complicated. Um, but if you guys can't, make sure you guys tune in over on Twitter. We'll be live tweeting this throughout the whole way. Age is going to have you guys covered. Hopefully, has a, a couple of gifts thrown our way. Always a fun one. And uh, Eugene, where can they follow you at Twitter? Because we know you're going to be definitely tweeting about this one as well. Uh, follow me at Golazo del Gringo. Um, I will do my best to to tweet out and not be too annoying to uh, to your lovely America fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take that. We'll take that. Definitely. Um, look, it's been fun. It's been great. Gentlemen, anything else to add on? Well, actually, yes. I need to get you guys a scoreline prediction for tomorrow. So before I ask, anything else you guys want to add on? Hmm. We're going with goal. We're going with scoreline predictions right now, or any extra? Just any extra, and then I'll ask for you guys' scoreline prediction. Um, Marlene Campa, if um you score against us, you have every right to celebrate in front of Leonardo Cuyar. You have every right <laughs> to do so. Just let him <laughs> well, know. Well, well, she do the well, she do the thing. What always me? Look like Cuatemoc Blanco, like you know, he like posed for La Volpe back in the back, back in the early in the late nineties. <laughs> Will she do something similar like that? I'd be fine with it. She'll be like, she'll be like Luis Suarez when she, when he like scored. I think it was against Everton. I think it was that like he celebrated right in front of them. I feel like that's what what <laughs> Marty White just do. And I'm like, oh no, she's ready. She definitely is ready. <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, gentlemen, give me your scoreline prediction. Eugene, what are you going for tomorrow? Ah, uh, 
I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say uh, something you're not gonna like. It's gonna be uh, one nothing to uh, to Pumas. I think. It's, oh, I, you said I, bold. I was like, I think like a four zero or something. No, no. I feel like coming on a Club America podcast and, and predicting them to lose is just that's bold in and of itself. <laughs> I mean, they still keep the clean sheet. Like Pumas, I keep that, and that's also bold because that means we could not score against them. So. I give it very much. All right. Okay. I like it. All right. Eugene's going for that one nil Pumas. AJ, what is your prediction? I got two one America Feminine. We're gonna we're gonna make Vieta um concede two goals. It's gonna happen. All right. Okay. I like it. That's even more bold than Eugene. Um, I'm going with a one-one draw. Um I'm going stalemate here. I think it's gonna be a repeat of last season. Not in the same way that game played oh, please, out, but in the scoreline. Please go. Who uh, can't take a heartbreak like that? Um but look, I, I I think we'll go. I think we'll concede first, but um, I think we'll prevail and we'll get that goal back. And then I think after that, both teams will kind of be like, okay, I think we did our parts here, and we'll just kind of call it a day. Um, so we'll see what happens. But again, tomorrow's game should be a very interesting one. Should be a fun one. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up America versus Pumas preview. Eugene, I do want to ask you one quick question because um, I'm I'm curious to see uh. The perspective of someone that isn't an America fan and maybe is seeing what the club is going on from in afar. What are your opinions on this whole Leo Cuellar out kind of hashtag going on in and around? Do you think that we're seeing maybe the ends of Cuellar's reign at America and maybe in uh, women's uh, soccer? Um, I mean, you know, coaches have a limited shelf life. Uh, it doesn't matter how good they are. Uh, I mean, I guess it matters how bad they are, but it doesn't really matter how good a coach is. They they always seem to to exit. Um, I I think Cuellar is probably on his way out. Um, I don't know if it's going to be anything sudden, um, especially if they can't uh, if they can't kind of turn the ship around, right? Like I look at America's roster and I and I go, why are they why are they losing? Why why are they not doing so well? Um, you know, and maybe you guys can help me with this is, I mean, is it the players aren't gelling together? Is it like a, you know, we have like a mismatch between, you know, what Jocelyn or and, and Janelle Farias bring to the table. I mean, are they like both too similar to, to work? Is it injuries? You know, what, from an outside perspective, I'm just, I, I look at the roster and I go, why, why aren't they winning? Why aren't they doing better? And I, I'm sure you and, and your, you know, your your followers and, and America fans are probably wondering the same thing. But I, I, yeah, I, I just, again, I, I I just can't I can't figure it out. Why why aren't they winning? Why aren't they doing better? And you know what? We've been asking that question for the, the entirety of the season as well. Um, and we think that some of this stuff has been carried over from seasons prior with Guayar. Um, and it is it, it is a mixture of everything that you just said. I think it's the fact that, you know, some of these players aren't gelling together. You know, we just we let go a bunch of people from last season and then brought a oh, whole bunch of new people in this season. Like, um, yeah, and maybe that has something to do with it, too. Maybe if you have that much churn, you don't have somebody who's been around long enough who knows what Cuellar is expecting from them to kind of help guide the other players. Right. I mean, yeah. I think it's the thing as well. It's the relationship with some of his players because the entire Lucero quest is about a Verduga situation that happened. So Paul's they were trying to say some have to dump, but then a lot of people were speculating. I think Gray just does not like them. Um uh what what was it? Alondra Gonzalez who who went to Exaton for um 
she even mentioned like she would like to return this league. But if it's a mecca and it's a square there, she's like, Yeah, no, I'm not going back there because she essentially expressed that square pretty much criticized her a lot and doubted her abilities as a footballer. And then when you think about players we have let go, you're like, wait, why? You players like Martin Campa, Jene Gonzalez, Destiny Duron, Estefania Fuentes. Even some players who didn't play as much, but they provided good depth to the squad. And you're like, why we're we tossing them all out? Look, like Marcela um, Valera and Wendy Moras, we sent them to Santos on uh, Femini. We're like, wait, why? They're 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 good. Marcela Valera is good. Wendy Moras, she's um good um uh, back to the left back in case Jimenez gets injured. Same with Alexia Villanueva. It's the same thing. It's like why, but I don't know. I just feel like I think it's just. It could be something with the sporting director as well. Like with Clara Carion, I don't know like what she's doing up there. I don't know what's truly going on in Coapas. It's just the thing. It's like some of these transfers or changes, it just doesn't seem to make any kind of sense for this team in the direction they're trying to go. We're trying to win titles, but with the transfers that we're doing at the same time, it's kind of just like you were kind of taking a tiny step back or not big steps back from trying to reach our goals as an institution. So... It's it's confused that it's the question we ask ourselves every single time, whether it's America Feminine fans or just people outside. It's like, what's going on with this team? They should just be honestly dominating every single team until it, com- uh, it comes against the cla- um the Clásicos and the Regia teams. That's pretty much it. But it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's always hard to, to judge too what kind of goes on behind the scenes, right? Uh-huh. Like we we know what we see uh, for ninety minutes, and then some of the other stuff that we kind of can piece together through social media and that sort of stuff. But it's always difficult to see kind of behind the scenes. You know who you know maybe somebody's not showing up to training um, and doing well. It's AJ. AJ never shows up to training. <laughs> <laughs> My, bad. My bad. You know, but I mean, I mean, it's those sorts of things. Maybe. You know that that behind the scenes that we don't get to see that that are kind of creating divisions in the team or are kind of subverting, uh, you know, players from really kind of giving their best. I mean, again, I don't, I don't know, but I, I just want to kind of just throw it out there that that's a possibility, and it, it's, 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 it's very easy to to. You know, for for me again, from as an outsider to look at the roster and go, yeah, why, why aren't they winning? Why aren't they, you know, uh, dominating everybody except for the Regia teams uh, and then Atlas, right? Like, uh, um, but behind the scenes, you know, are, are players trying to play through kind of injuries that are not bad enough to keep them out, but bad enough to affect their performance? Um, are you know, are people just not getting along? Um, you know, is it the uncertainty with living in 2021 during a pandemic like you know there's there's a billion reasons why and you know maybe one day we'll we'll kind of get a few more than we have now um it's it's got to be frustrating i i can you know certainly sympathize uh, looking back at some of the pumas teams where i thought man this this seems really good and this is this is going to go someplace and then they kind of just crash and burn um you know so Oh, yeah, and you're right. Look, everything you've just speculated about, we've done it the same. Everything you could have ever thought about, we've thought, we talked about it. We've said maybe it's an alien invasion. Who knows? Like we've <laughs> we've had, we we've, we've had our thoughts, and 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 we've gone into the deep uh, in regards to that. But look, uh, we're just hopeful that things change. But you you are right though, Eugene. Uh, coaches have a very much they have a short shelf uh, 
shelf time. And I think uh, we might be at the point where we see, look, we are no longer here a year from now. And so we'll have to wait and see. But the results stand. And who knows? Maybe Puma is the last dagger. So we'll have to wait and see. But hopefully not. Hopefully not. Maybe uh, maybe the last dagger comes a little bit later down the road. Let's, <laughs> oh, let's, 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 well, let's focus on getting three points. I just, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave it with this. I think the league is a better league when America and Chivas and the Reggio teams are doing well. And when those those big teams with the big followings aren't doing well, I think it I think it's bad for the league. And mm-hmm. um, you know, just from a, a fan of the league, less a fan of Pumas, but a fan of the league, um, I hope you guys get things straightened out starting Friday. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend. Hi, I gotta do work now. Starting Friday. After tomorrow, like get it all figured out. Tomorrow. Take, take the day off. Take the day off. Take, don't even show up to the game. <laughs> Just don't talk to the game. Be the point foul. Give him the three. Give him the three points. It's like okay. Let's see what we do from here. Well, I mean, this institution isn't on a roll for losing games on the table, so let's <laughs> not get started on that. Uh, but no, Eugene, it's been a pleasure having you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on again. It's amazing to have your uh, expertise and advice. So I'm glad that you were able to hop on, man. Oh, no, thank you. It's always an honor for for to be invited, and and I'm I'm so happy to get to talk to both of you. Um, I've missed it. Um, and um, yeah, thanks. I just you know I'm I'm always honored to be on here, and I I can't thank you enough. No, thank you, thank you, AJ. Again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on and talk all things American feminine. We'll be back next week to recap. Um, hopefully the ladies did show up to the game, and uh, we have something to talk about in regards to this game, and then we'll preview the upcoming match against Atlético San Luis. But again, thank you too much to everyone that's been watching to listening. Thank you so much uh, to our sponsors for called again. Thank you, and uh, everyone stay safe out there. Please remember to wear your masks, and you know we'll be back next week to talk things all American feminine. Until next time, take care, and as always, arriba América. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.